You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And uh, hello, everybody uh, out there. What's up? It's your boy DJ Ben Amin, and this is another episode of the For All Nerds. Show the voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, like I said before, it's your boy DJ Benamin, aka Halal Jordan, Ready Hater One, Bernie Slanders, Twisting Owls the Third, Quentin Quarantino here in the spaceship, the estate pod. Normally, I'd be joined by Tatiana King, but tonight she is not here. She's off on a very special mission. But we have two returning guests to the spaceship tonight. First off, we have Miss Janicia F. of T with Queen and J. I got oh it. Oh right. my God, you got, got it. Got it right. Oh, got wow. it right the first it's time. It's amazing. amazing. I know. Six wow. years. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I guess I'll do my AKAs. It's me, Jay of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, AKA Janicia, AKA Not a Lady, AKA Womanist Race Nerd, AKA Hashtag Storm Every Damn Day, Podcast LaBeja, Zamundan Minister of Defense, and Macaulay Sulking in Home Alone, New York. And I'm fucking over it. Wow. Yeah, and you just came with multiple um, AKAs over there that I was not prepared for, um, <laughs> honestly, at all. I'm over here trying to figure out if our Twitch is working, if everything is working correctly. I'm not sure that it is right now, but wow, okay. I'm blown away by that. I'm just trying to introduce our other guest or allow him to introduce himself as it is. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Brandon Collins, Media Popcorn, Niggas, Spoiling Movies, and Drunk Black History, a.k.a. Hot Mess, a.k.a. Frodo Blackens, a.k.a. Brando Calrissian. What's up, y'all? Frodo Blackens. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have Yolo Baggins as one of mine, so, you know, I guess, I guess we're distant cousins. <laughs> But yes, welcome to the For All Nerd Show to everyone out there watching on Twitch and all that good stuff. If it's working, I'm not sure right now. Like Jay said, we are in the middle of this quarantine and we are all sick and effing tired of it. Let's keep it a buck for real. So, um, yeah, but we're here. You know, it's another episode. We got a lot of things going on this week. I hope everyone is doing well this week. And first, let me just ask my guests, how are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah there it is great answer thank you yeah i'm i'm fucking over it i'm good i don't have rona i'm alive and all of that is dope um but i am i am i have been quarantining i am living in isolation by myself and i am tired of it i'm tired mm. of it but this is dope i'm glad to see all of you and to be here on for all nerds yo thanks for having me 
Yes, it's very good to see you in the digital form. I mean, that sucks, you know, but, you know, we're making the best of it. I like your little backdrop <laughs> right there. You got some vegetation and some Black Panther oh, yeah. and Storm. I've been raising plants. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing, keeping my dog alive, watering plants. And um, those are the joys of my life right now. Mm, very That's nice, it. very nice. <laughs> and what about you, Mr. Collins? It's been wild, man. Like, my birthday's next week, and I'm all fucked up. I usually, like, get with friends and family, and I haven't, I haven't seen anybody besides my wife and, and my co-host, Justin Brown, in months. And mm. those two are crazy, so I'm just losing my mind. Um, it's just, it's been, it's been rough, man. I, and the fact that I'm a huge movie buff, the last movie I saw in the theater was Sonic the Hedgehog, and I, that, that just really fucks with me. I gotta, like, fix that. <laughs> it's, it's bothering the hell out of me. Like my boys, my boys who are in a lot of comics I know were in the King of Staten Island, right? Mm-hmm. Got to watch that shit on video on demand. Like that don't feel yep. right. That's like all these friends that are in the first movie ever. It's like it's, mm. it just doesn't feel right, man. Like, and, and then it's getting worse. It's just everything's getting worse. You just you read about Trump and fucking he asked China to help him with the election. You read about people getting fucking lynched and they're calling it suicide. I'm just losing my shit. Sorry, I'm yeah. just. It's dark, man. It's dark out there. That's the reality. I'm really, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to start off the show right there. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, once again, I really uh, don't know what to say after all that. You know, I was about to say, hope well, everyone's how are doing you? well and feeling how are good you, about though? themselves. How are say, you? Oh, I mean, you know, that's a loaded question. I'll say this. What I've been learning to ask people is how are you holding up and mm-hmm. i'm holding up i you know most days i had a good conversation with a friend of mine last night i think it was last night you know it's like i cannot even remember it days all the anymore. days are the same um and it just feel and he was talking about about um we were talking about a lot of different things but he is more of a pessimist. And on this show lately, especially the last few weeks, considering everything we've been going through, we've been talking about, you know, counting your blessings Mm -hmm. and remaining positive in this time and all that type of stuff. And I still manage to do that on most days, I have to say, even throughout everything that's been going on. You know, it's like, I think because I've lived long enough to see America do all kind of dumb shit over and over again that I'm just like, well, you know, this is just what it is. And Mm -hmm. Hopefully, this is leading to bigger change and better change. And that's what I just keep pushing for. I just keep saying that, you know, if this is a moment of great change, it's time for us to step up and make it a moment of great change that we want to see instead of someone else doing that for us. And so that's really what's been keeping me going. And just everything that's been happening, as much terrible things have been happening, I've been seeing a lot of positive energy from people, from the streets, from everybody moving in the streets from different generations throughout so that's what's been keeping me going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what's up yep fuck the police though oh, you know? fuck <laughs> but it's been that way it's been that it's been that you know it's been that yeah it was funny uh to go back to geek culture shout out to nova clark i think it is i can't remember he's he's actually been on the show and i can't and i'm bugging that i can't remember his name but he's a big producer and everything uh cartoon network and he had listed a bunch of shows that he considered perfect and it his list of course but he didn't have a wire in there and i was just really hurt and mm-hmm. i've been thinking about <laughs> you know i've been <laughs> sorry you just you sound you sound actually hurt like feelings like like it happened to you it yeah. happened to you <laughs> <laughs> like i had something that 
like I had something to do with that show. And, you know, but then I was actually having a discussion with another friend of mine and The Wire, as great as it is, they were like, uh, name a good female character on there. And I was like, I mean, it's like two, right? It's like Kima and uh, Snoop. Mm-hmm. But even right. though you didn't really get too Ooh, much. So old Ben is catching up with new Ben. <laughs> oh, isn't that funny how that happens? You look at some shit you used to enjoy, and then you start asking 2020 questions. Like, ooh, what was the queer representation like? Were there yeah, women? Just, what was yeah, their it just role? Really, it, it just really hits different. Everything yeah. hits different in 2020. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is definitely for sure. Even if you were already, you know, one who noticed all this type of thing that goes on in the world, it hits a whole lot different right now. That goes without saying. And yeah, the wire don't really hit the same for me. I can't, you know, I can't really act like it, you know, like it hit like it used to hit. Because no, nothing with cops in it hits like mm-hmm. it used to hit. That's what I've really come to accept. Dude, <sighs> I have a Gotham PD t-shirt in my closet that's going to just be there for the rest of my life. I've never worn it. I was just, you know, I like to go through that little rack in a comic book shop and see what y'all got in my size. And, and you, and you uh, bought was, the Gotham PD? <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was on sale. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I find them funny. And I was like, okay. And no, I can't. I can't wear it. I can't bring myself to wear it. Mm. Well, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Remember my when people used to like bull up catching from, up with my new from Batman? That nigga was crazy. Mm-hmm. I never, I never really f with Bullock or the other uh, cops on, on the animated series. I, I can safely say that. I never did. So yeah, fuck, it was always fuck the cops back then. I, I grew up on NWA. Fuck the police. Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching the um, Harley Quinn series. Have y'all seen any of that? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I like Bane. That's the only like entertaining part of that show. What? For me, I was like, that was the only thing that was getting me into it. Wow. Once again, I feel hurt. Yeah, I've been loving it. I can't <laughs> lie. I've been loving that joint. And Bane is amazing. Bane is definitely one of my favorite parts. Okay, I have to watch I wanted to blow off the ball. <laughs> Everything got to get blown off. So you took the food off my plate. I haven't seen it first. <laughs> but I guess, Jay, you have not seen this yet. No, I haven't. I really no. have. I have not been watching as much shit as I thought mm-hmm. I would have time to watch. Um, yep. I've still, like, you all know how it is. You're in here, like, busy. You're on Zooms. You're fucking on Twitch. Like, there is actually shit to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no. I thought I was going to be reading all kind of books and comic books and shit. No, no. Just in here stewing in my own stew, twitching, mm-hmm. Zooming. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we do have to talk about one thing. I mean, we got a lot of things to talk about this week. But one thing we got to talk about is this Friday, right? I don't know what days there are again. <laughs> but... Yeah. Well, well this... let's pick that up from you so you can stop. It is <laughs> it yeah, is Friday. This... Friday is yes. Juneteenth. Friday is the Juneteenth. It's a big holiday. It is the day that slaves in Texas got word they were free. It is the first black American holiday, African American holiday. It is the only one that I know of um that centers African Americanness, Black American people. There is Kwanzaa, of course, but Kwanzaa is Pan African. And um yeah, I make it a point to celebrate it um back in the day well i'll I'll wait for you to say what you have to say about no no go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say because off mic you were talking about how being from texas how you you kind of don't understand why people outside of texas celebrate it and i think as the only holiday that recognizes 
um, black folks emancipation in this country. Like that mm-hmm. to me, that's a big deal, whether you're from Texas or not. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So Facts. I remember growing up as a kid in Harlem, they had a big Juneteenth festival or the vendors were out on the street or whatever. So it's not like something that we didn't hear of here. Yep. Um, yep. And throughout the country, there were actually, you know, different states celebrated it different ways. And if you want to tie white supremacy into it, anytime we gather as black <laughs> folks, that's a fucking act of, of resistance. And mm. so around the country, places where black folks used to gather to celebrate Juneteenth parks and shit like that, they would rewrite the laws. They would close the fucking park. They would, you know what I'm saying? Like they made it hard for us to celebrate our freedom. And so for us at my podcast, Tea with Queen and Jay, it's been important to celebrate that every year. So usually we throw a party in New York City. We're taking it to Zoom and we are, you know, we have a bunch of friends coming to join us. We're interviewing people. We're playing games. We're kicking it. We got a DJ. It's going to be a good time. Um, So that's happening Friday, 9 to 11. We're going to be kicking it. We'll be there until after that. But um, come hang out with us. And that'll be on my social media. If you go to TeaWithQueenAndJay.com, you'll see the um, link to RSVP. And it's just going to be a good black-ass time, especially right now. Like, everybody needs a breather. Like, just a Mm. moment to take a breather, collect ourselves, spend time together without um, the fucking pressures of the fucking colonialized world and shit. Like, just take it. Say it. Yeah, I, I fully agree on, on that's on that because I actually today, um I once again I think it was today. No, it's actually yesterday. I was looking through the Boyega's block hashtag mm-hmm. because John Boyega was tweeting about how him and Joe Cornish met up and had some ideas for an attack the block sequel. And we had the watch party last weekend. And mm-hmm. once again, thank you to everyone out there who was a part of that. That was really amazing. And I was just looking through the hashtag and I was seeing people saying that same thing. Like, yo, thank you for this because we really needed this right now. And I feel like we really need these type of things every day right now, honestly. But, you know, it's really good. Like, I I do appreciate everything you just said about Juneteenth, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. from that perspective, I fully understand it. It's just always been my problem with it is that it did come out of slavery. And I just hate celebrating things that came out of slavery. But so did we. You know what this I'm saying? This is true. And that's that's not to say that we don't have a history before, um, before that. Like, we are not only mm-hmm. the descendants of slaves, but also we are descendants of slaves, and that's okay. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And those people had lives, and they loved, and they had stories and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. there are people who jumped the broom that came out of slavery. You know what I'm saying? And so there are things that we did to preserve ourselves in some way. Um, and I think that if the ancestors thought it was worth celebrating their freedom, then it's not for me to say, oh, that you should be ashamed of of that moment. You know mm. what I'm saying? And also it lets, and we see it happening right now, how like it lets these white folks off the hook. They don't want to <laughs> think that we were ever enslaved ever. They don't ever want to think about that. You know what I'm saying? They want to think about it less than we want to think about it. I don't, I don't know that, but see, that's my thing because like, um, this week, Will Smith was announced to have the new joint where he's a runaway slave. Okay. I feel like they want to think about it a lot. You know, I feel like every time a movie comes out, it's like, can we make this into a slave movie somehow? You know, if it's got a black person in it. <laughs> I swear to God, you know, like if you pitch a movie right. in Hollywood, I swear to you, they're going to be like, yo, but can you put a slave in it? Yeah, I thought and, we were over that. And then I saw that news. I was like, really, Will and Antoine, you all going to do this to us? No mercy. Right. No, I feel you on that point. I guess when I think about um, 
all the white liberal folks that are being exposed for their microaggressions and being racist uh-huh. and shit like that. I think that those are people who passively would not like to think about the fact that slavery affects us very much today. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, but I understand your point. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that, that to me is a nuanced thing. It's like, if mm. they're going to see us on the big screen, yes, they would like to see us in some way that is less than <laughs> glorious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, I think day to day, they want to fucking forget and act oh, yeah. like it has no connection to the way that people live or the way that they live right mm-hmm. now, you know? And that's always been my issue with slave uh, narratives is that they never show it. Like, the only one that shows it is something like uh, the 13th, where it shows how right. the slave system gets turned into the sharecropping system, which just mm-hmm. turned into this and to that, into the modern prison industrial system that we have now. And it's mm-hmm. slavery all the way. Right. You know, and that's been that's what I feel like when you show, especially when you show a runaway slave movie, because it's like, oh, look, he got out. You know, mm-hmm. he's the good one who got mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah. but it's like, who cares? You know, like 12 Years a Slave. I hate that movie with a passion oh because. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, the, the takeaway, white folks takeaway from that was oh. he wasn't even really a slave. Like, that's the thing. No, that, slavery was bad. Nobody should have been a slave. But there's this, oh, there was this misunderstanding <laughs> in paperwork. And he, he got <laughs> caught up in the system. All this red tape. <laughs> I didn't even know that was their takeaway. My problem with it is that at the end of it, he goes home to his family and that's the end of the movie. And right. I, like I've been incarcerated for way less than twelve years, and there's no happy ending after you come home. You know, right, it's like right, there's a right. there's a traumatic experience that you have to deal with. Going to the end of your road. But when you come home from slavery, there ain't no hot streets, you know. But <laughs> Will Smith is really gunning for it. You know that. You know that's the only reason is because he's gunning for that Oscar. Oof. That's why, like, uh, Harriet, Harriet, I was really frustrated with watching just because it was like, not only is this a runaway slave movie, but it's also we're positing that she has magical powers. Wait, what, Harriet? I didn't watch it. It was like she had these visions. Oh, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It makes it seem like she could predict the future and shit. It's, it's really I will, weird. I will say, I will say that I feel like there were things said about that film that are not, in fact, true. You know, that discouraged a lot of people from watching it. So yep. I think that. I think it was said that she did rely heavily on her spiritual beliefs and shit like that. You know what yes. I'm saying? And for people who don't understand that shit, oftentimes it comes off as magical <laughs> powers. But I, I I do agree that that was a bit ridiculous. But in terms of like a slave narrative that we could educate, that you could educate a random class of first graders. You know what I'm saying? Like there are first graders, second graders, third graders here who have no idea about Harriet Tubman's story. They know her name because niggas say her name like they that she's one of she's on the list of the three black Americans you can talk about (laughs) in February. But like to know her story just in February, but to know her story, I would say that the film Harriet was it was a slave film that I could watch without feeling brutalized and traumatized by the end of it that still held some level of truth to it. There were mm. things about it that were not cool, but it wasn't, I think the way in which it was demonized by a lot of folks um, on social media, a lot of things that were said were like, just not true. Like that's not even like what happened, you know? Mm. So I don't know. It's just another way to look at it. I was just done with slave narratives by the time Harriet dropped. So I had no interest, right. you know, it did not matter. I don't like, the, like the only one that I've always talked about is um, the, speech that 
Mr. Anansi gives in American Gods and um, Underground. Mm-hmm. That was it. Because I thought Underground was phenomenal and it talked about and showed all those things. You know, Harriet's speech in her episode, you know, that's it. There's nothing more that needed to be said after that. That was like, right. you know, that's like one of those history of black people moments. And that's what, you know, I need from shows like and movies like that. Because otherwise, just, you know, oh, he made it, you know. And look at that white person who helped him along the way. Smiling in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am good on all of that but we do have a lot more to get into um if you are watching out there thank you for joining us and all that good stuff justin i I think sorry brandon was going to talk about um yeah i got his juneteenth event yeah i feel bad you know because it's it's at the same time but at the same no i think that's fantastic listen it's a fucking holiday okay it's like it's it's the internet and it's the internet. It's like yeah. expecting everybody to go to the same fucking dinner for fucking Christmas or whatever. Like this is this is good. People have choices. You can mm-hmm. toggle. You can pick one. You can pick the other. I think it's fucking dope. Now yep, I'm gonna yep. let people know though that are listening and watching this. If you go to both the T, you know, T with Queen and J and the Drunk Black History at the same fucking time on different screens, your head will fucking explode. It's gonna, be dope. it's gonna be dope as shit. But like the thing that excites me most about it, it sucks that it's on Zoom because both of y'all have done the show. Um, it's just a, a complete vibe. It's just a, it's the, a different type of energy in all the shows I've ever produced. Drunk Black History just brings a whole different um, level. Um, but the thing is, with Zoom, we're actually able to get talent from all different uh, coasts, which is mm. incredible. Like, mm. the DJ is an old high school friend who lives in Chicago. We got Ray Sonny, who's out in LA. We got Rod and Karen, who are in North Carolina. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Oh, so, crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. People are going to be talking about black historical figures that don't get the shine, that are not mainstream, like Jay said that are like the ones only featured in fucking February. And for me, like I want to constantly just like keep elevating our people because I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I grew up in a white suburb and they never talked about black people. They never talked about contributions to this country. They never talked about how much power we have. And that's why like this show just like, like puts a light in me because it's, it's a great opportunity to just elevate our people and talk about it. And I really didn't want to do it on zoom, but and talking to people and just everything that's happened the past few weeks, I was like, Gordon, we got to do this show, man. So mm-hmm. incredibly excited. Y'all can find out all about that on a, uh, my social media, American Collins or AmericanCollins.com. That's where the tickets are for that. All right. So we have two events. We'll definitely talk about both of them more before the show is out. But that's two events on Juneteenth. And we are going to take a quick break right here and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin Beasts. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For For All All Nerds. Hi, my name's Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Kanagawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds All The Way. 
Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado. And when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerds show. We have some very special guests in the house, as always. Janicia F. and Brandon Collins. And we were just talking about what we're doing for Juneteenth. They both have events. You can check them out. One more time, please let the people know where they can find out more about y'all Juneteenth events. Yes, um, you can find out more on our social for T with Queen and J. That's at T with QJ, or you can go to our website, T with Queen and J dot com. Um, and that's just the letter J. And all that information will be there. Once again, that's happening on Friday, Juneteenth uh, from nine to eleven on Zoom. Nice. And yep. And you can follow me at American Collins for all information about Drunk Black History, the Juneteenth edition. It's going to be also at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But again, you can go to both. You can go back and forth. You can go to both or you can go to one. Listen, it's all different kinds of black people, okay? It's going to be somebody who logs on to your shit like, yo, what the fuck is this? And they flop over. It's going to be somebody who comes on to mine and is like, yo, what is happening right now? And they switch over to yours. So mine is free, so it's low risk. So you can pop in and be like, I hate this and leave. Or you can go, you can go to Brandon's and pop in and be like, I'm going to see what Jay's doing. Yeah, I, I love this. Honestly, when we started this, when we started this five years ago, it wasn't a lot of people celebrating Juneteenth. So I grew up mm-hmm. knowing what it was. But in terms of like millennials celebrating that shit yep. in New York, like I couldn't find a Juneteenth event. So that that really was why we did it. So now to see like so many people doing Juneteenth events, that was the whole point of this shit. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I think it's fantastic, and I hope that people attend both of our events. I want to say like the when Jay said, um, you know, what the fuck is this? That's exactly what you'll be saying during Drop Back Issue because both of y'all done the show. <laughs> I remember being backstage, both of y'all like this show is weird. <laughs> y'all was fucking crazy. Well, yes, definitely. We will both on Friday night. And like I said, make sure y'all check them out for more. And as always, thank you to everybody out there who is following us on all the various platforms, on, on all socials, at For All Nerds. That's Instagram and Twitter, at For All Nerds. Also, make sure you hit us up on twitch.tv slash For All Nerds, where we're broadcasting live right now. I think, who knows, man, it's all going haywire Right now, man, it's it's rough out here, folks. Like, you know, I'll be honest, doing keeping up this show throughout the whole quarantine and the rebellion and everything else going on and on in the streets has been a lot, man. But I really thank y'all. And I especially thank the people at patreon.com slash for all nerds because who lord, without y'all, yeah, it'd, it'd probably be over at this point. So thank you so much. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. Who have allowed us to, you know, attempt to get this Twitch show going, and we'll be doing more. If this ain't working right now, I'll probably be DJing later or something. I'm definitely gonna be DJing for Juneteenth and all that and all weekend. So we'll see what's happening. But um, in some other geek news, yo, 
this Candyman featurette um, dropped this week. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot. You know, it was a lot. Um, how did y'all feel about it? It's very spooky, okay? I don't, and I say that as somebody who, I don't do scary stuff, so I watch, like, now that there is this resurgence of, I don't know if it's a resurgence, but there's this surgence of black folks creating horror, I'm, like, fucking with it, now I'm curious about it, and now now I can see where it could appeal to me in some way, and I not just be the black character who fucking dies at the beginning of the movie, so, like, now I'm mm. curious, so I'll, I'll sit through it, and I'll endure all the spooky, scary shit that I wouldn't normally um, do. But yeah, I watched it and I honestly, I don't know how I would have felt about it outside of this period of in- intensity that we're dealing with mm. right now. Like we're always dealing with police brutality. Um, we're always fighting for liberation and shit, but we are in an extremely intense time. And I think a part of that intensity has to do with the fact that a lot of us were quarantining and social isolating and shit like yep. that. So I feel everything a lot more intense and a lot stronger. And I think the content of that featurette is mad intense and I'm just feeling everything a lot stronger. So yeah, it's a, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm freaking the fuck just- out about having to watch this in theaters. Like I, I'm going to, cause I need to support it. But the first Candyman fucked me up. I mean, mm. when he cut off that little kids, you know what? And he was over here just ripping people with the hook. I was like, nope, nope. And so this is the featurette and it's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. So that means the feature film is going to be wild. Um, but I'm also excited about it. I've heard that Tony Todd's going to be in it. I really hope he's still Candyman because that'd be fucking amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that feature was creepy. That's not a great way to end your Wednesday night. No, no. I watched it on Wednesday morning and it wasn't a great way to start the day out either. So either way, it didn't really work. Uh, shout out to Nia DaCosta, the writer and director of Candyman. Because, and that's something I really want to make a point about, because I feel like a lot of people right now have been pushing these um, women directors like under the rug in order to big up, you know, like Jordan Peele or whoever else. So Nia DaCosta is the writer director of this film. She also directed this film, Little Woods, that I have not seen yet. Oh, yeah, yet, that was at uh, Tribeca. Great. Tribeca huh? Film Festival. I saw that when yep. it premiered. Yeah, that was a great mm. movie. How was it? It was good. It was good. Tessa Thompson was in that. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, sad. okay. Yeah. I did not see that. That's wild. Yeah, because I love uh, Tessa Thompson. But um, yeah, Little Woods and then on to Candyman. But I just see a lot of people keep talking about Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele, you know, and it's like, where you get it? He produced a bit. Uh, she wrote and directed it. She released this featurette on her Twitter, and she was talking about Candyman. It's about martyrs and what happens to martyrs. And the featurette features not just the history of Candyman, but also just the history of black people in America and how we've been mistreated and how we've been used as martyrs. And so to see that angle for this horror film, I can't wait. I don't know about theaters though. Um, that is still something that that's a bit that's a big question right there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a tough one. Like, oh. I gotta go to it. I gotta be somewhere and watch a movie on a screen. I can't do this at home stuff no more. I know, I feel you, fam. I last we were talking about the last movie you saw. I saw um Harley Quinn. I that was the last mine, joint. I saw, I think, I saw Harley Quinn, but I think the photograph might have been the last one. One mm, of those, one yeah. of those, because they were around the same time. But yeah. yeah, I've heard people talking about, I don't know who's been talking, but I've, I've heard there have been talks like, oh, I don't need the movie theater or whatever. I need to sit in the theater. I enjoy that fucking experience, yo. I want to sit in the theater. 
I want popcorn. I want to sit in one of those nice, big, cozy chairs. Like, I enjoy that shit. I think that's, like, a fucking important part of, like, I don't know. That was an important part of my life before. I would like that to come back. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's the yeah. way yeah. it's intended to be seen. Like, these mm-hmm. movies that are coming out on video on demand aren't meant to be just, like, premiered on a little TV for you to watch on your phone or what have you. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it breaks my heart as someone who's, like, a love, uh, like, has a love of cinema and, the hard work yeah. that people put into it. I told y'all about my homies in the King of Staten Island. I feel so bad that they were just like, yay, our movie is out. It's like, check it out on Amazon. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that hurts. No, that really hurts. And I mean, I feel y'all, but at the same time, what is it? Tenant is still holding on to its July release it's date? It's late July now. I think it got bumped two weeks. But still, still, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. New York City still. might shut down again, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, New York City is guaranteed to shut down. Pretty much everywhere right now is guaranteed to shut down again because people are just acting wild and going out before yeah. the time was ready. And so, mm, yeah, I don't think tennis gonna make that date, folks. I'm sorry to tell y'all that hurts. That's something I want to see on the mm-hmm. big screen. Like that drove without saying. Like I want to see that on the big screen and. It does not look like that is going to happen. So. I don't think it's going to ever be released on video demand. I don't think Chris Nolan will let that happen. So no. we might not see it till like next year, but we will mm. eventually see it on the screen. But mm. that hurts. Yep. I feel bad. <sighs> we keep hurting you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> ben is trying to find the sunny side of things, but everything hurts right now, yo. Everything. Everything hurts, hurts right me. now. Everything hurts me too right now too. It's all right. Yeah, it just, I mean, I have been finding the sunny side of things. I, um, let's see, what have I been watching or doing this week? I finally, I think we talked about this last week or may, no, it might have been this week though. I finally finished, um, Final Fantasy 15 on PlayStation, which I thought was, it was cool at first. You know, that's, that's the best I could say about that mm-hmm. game. It was really cool at first, and then it just turned into a drag towards the end of it. Um, I went back to playing Spider-Man. The Spider-Man Miles Morales trailer dropped that we, you know, gushed over last week, and that's been a sign of joy for me. Just the idea that that's coming out this year, and I don't know if either of y'all played the first Spider-Man game, but to me, it's one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. Like, it's just fantastic. That DLC and, is dope, too. That's the first game I bought, like, extra content just because it was so fucking good. Everything. Everything. I'm about to go back and 100% it like a fiend. That's how bad it is because I just I love that game. It's just it's relaxing, just swinging around the city, having fun, you know. But I, I fought, only you can fight the cops. I hope Miles Morales can fight the cops <laughs> at some point. That is like my only thing about that game is like Spider Man is way too cool with the cops for me and wants to be a cop. And that's the only part of that game that I just can't help with. But I know um, Evan Narcisse is writing on the Miles Morales game, so I'm sure that, you know, they're going to get into, well, hopefully, if they're smart, you know, basically, if they're smart at this point, they're going to get into some real blackness and talk about that. Because a lot of people already, you know, really criticized the first game for that because of Spider-Man's relationship with the cops, so. <sighs> yeah, but you know we gotta look at some bright things, man. Like, come on, oh, y'all. Two shows and stuff. We got, we got there's some brightness in here. I've been enjoying to bring it to real life and we can talk about it later if you want, but I personally Mm -hmm. have been enjoying watching these white people get fired and, you know, resign and shit like that. To me, as I endure a national uprising and the threat Mm. of police violence and white vigilanteism, that's a good Mm. time. Okay. I Mm. love it. 
just happened mm. to my wife's company. I told her, I told her months ago, I'm like, yo, that person's going to get fired. She's like, mm. now everyone keeps protecting her. I'm like, eventually this shit's going to come public and she's going to get fired. And that's exactly what happened last week. Fantastic. And my wife's job. Can you, can you spill a little? Uh, just like the, this woman was fostering a really like toxic work environment. She was asking mm. black people like to identify other black people from a list and shit. She was doing all kinds of offensive, oh. wild stuff. And so last week, um, it just like a bunch of the people of color at the job just like staged the coup. They staged a virtual walkout. Um, they started doing a Twitter thing called a hashtag not my crisis text line, which it's out there. So like I'm not, you know, blowing up my wife's spot or nothing like that. No. But uh, essentially it just became a whole thing. The CEO eventually got fired by the board. Wow. Yep. Gotta go, gotta go. No, I I definitely have been enjoying that part of it, Jay. Like the the thread started by the young woman yesterday when she exposed a lot of editors in Hollywood mm-hmm. for their blatant racism was one of my favorite moments of the year, straight up and down. Because as someone like who's worked in Hollywood, who's done editing, who's done all the different jobs that pretty much come with, you know, not everything, but, you know, I've done directing, editing, writing, et cetera. Editing is one of those things, and especially in Hollywood, it's so freaking white. Like post-production in general is so white and so male. And editing is one of those things that I love doing it. And I feel like once you teach someone how to do it, especially black people, we are naturally good at it because it's all about rhythm and it's all about cuts. And like as someone who's a DJ, that's that's all I did. I just applied DJ into editing and it just works. You know, it's like if you have rhythm and you know how things should fall on beat, that's always my problem when bad editors don't make their shit fall on beats and stuff. It's like, come on, man. Like that was simple. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these dudes, <laughs> these dudes basically exposed themselves and when uh someone went into I think I'm not even sure what form they were in, but they were asking for black editors. Mm-hmm. Basically trying to unify black editors in Hollywood and see who was out there. And a bunch of white editors took umbrage with this and just went at them, at the person, at the post, you know, calling them every name under the book, exposing Mm -hmm. themselves in so many different ways. The first one on the list that I could find personally, that I could find personally, I found his Twitter and was like, oh, okay, what's good? You know, like this you, but fam, Mm -hmm. you know, I hit him with the this you. It was was a great one. I've been waiting for my moment to be able to hit somebody with the this you. You know, it was right there. I hit him with the Jordan laugh. You know, it was all great. It was perfectly set up, perfectly executed. You know, like, right over the plate. And um, within, like, two hours, my man had deleted his Twitter, deleted his webpage, Mm. deleted his uh, Vimeo. I mean, he was just going through it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have no regrets because it's, like, all you have to do. You work in such a white inclusive industry that keeps it so white and just keeps it white and has no shame about it so all you gotta do is not be racist Mm -hmm. if you just ignored her post life would have gone on perfectly for you no it wouldn't have though he would have lost some of that power that was the fear there's a real fear of of losing losing the power power. yeah that's a real fear of losing power and Mm -hmm. what what exists right now is not like we don't want equality. When we dismantle Mm-mm. this system of white supremacy, what's left is not going to be what white people had. Because what white people have right now is this supporting of their fragility, supporting of their mediocrity, and we elevate and lift all that stuff because it's we're indoctrinated to do that. White folks, black folks, we're all taught to cater to these motherfuckers' fragility. Mm-hmm. And... All that stops. So that that post about, hey, where the black editors at? I want to give somebody a job or let's unite or whatever the fuck. That was a threat to that power structure. And so yep. to him, it wouldn't have been fine because there would have there is a loss of a giving up 
of a certain amount of power. And that's that's the fear. The other piece mm-hmm. of this is that this that's not the first time that he's done something like this. Mm. And, and you know what I'm saying? Normally, normally, perhaps he would have just got away with it. Like mm-hmm. these people have been acting like this before. None of this. Oh, is yes. New. None no, of this, none is, of this new. is new. No. You know, the only new thing is that it's it's being pointed and called out as not acceptable and people are listening because we've called shit out before right mm-hmm. we've all been there and experienced something where we're like hey this is racist and everyone's like oh you're overreacting you yep. know and so now people are listening in ways they didn't listen before and whether that's performative or not i don't give a shit as long as motherfuckers get fired you know mm-hmm. no and i i have like you said i don't care and what i tweeted about was the problem is that it's not even these people because there's a lot more people in Hollywood who feel the exact same way these people are. Mm-hmm. They're just not stupid enough to put it on a forum like that. Right. And that's my issue, you know, because it needs to be a lot of clean house. And especially in Hollywood and in the comic book industry and a lot of the geek industries that we talk about, there's such a rampant racism. It's so inherent in everything, the sexism, everything about it. And so that has to change. And yes, like you said, that's a threat. And I don't give a fuck, you know, take it as a threat, like, mm. you know, because y'all got to go. That shit got to end. Uh, speaking of people who got to go and seems like they have gone, um, this one, there was a few this week. Um, uh, Chris, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Chris Delia, I could never get it. Delia? Like, Delia. I don't know. Delete. I thought it was Delia. I never could get it. Yo. I never I never got it. I never really got him in general. I always thought his comedy was whatever. Um, I thought his Eminem impersonation was trash. Uh, yeah. Got exposed as a groomer this week. Along with... It seemed like just be the week oh. of people getting exposed for being groomers. I don't get it. You know, I don't know. It was just mm. like across industries too. It wasn't like any people had any connection to each other at all. Because along with Chris, but actually before we get onto the mother ones, how do you feel about this, uh, Mr. Collins? You know, as a comedian yourself, I don't know if you've ever, you know, been on the same bill as this clown. But no, no, no. It's just, um, I mean, I always heard like some stories about him being mm. kind of shady and stuff. It's just similar. It's like in the comedy community, you hear about the big stars that are pieces of shit and do yeah. some fucked up shit like this. It's just ironic because he played the same character in uh, that show. Mm. You, yeah. I was like, oh, so he, yeah, that was him. That was that yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like just like Bill Cosby. He showed us who he was through this fucking TV show. Wow. Um, mm. But you know, I I'm I've never been a big fan. Like like you said, like I wasn't a big fan of his comedy. He was in some shows. wasn't a big fan of that. So just one less white dude off a roster that gives up. Hopefully another uh, black guy or black uh you know comic person of color just more stage time. Mm. Because all yeah. these all these clubs that are going to open back up, they're just going to give all the spots to white dudes again. With their corny ass mm-hmm. jokes about peanut butter and not having a job, so <laughs> that's something like that. That goes to say, Jay, you said this earlier—the the mediocrity of you know—and it's oh, yeah. like, yeah, and that's how I feel like something like when I was talking about editing. Like when I watch something edit, it's like and it falls off beat. You know, it's like they don't they don't land when the man hits the dunk and it doesn't land on beat, and you have music playing behind it. I'm like, why wouldn't you? You have the music. Why wouldn't you just have them hit the dunk on beat? And it's so, you know, and it's like, but that guy has a job, you know? And like you said, these guys who talk about peanut butter not having jobs have a job. And it's just the struggle that we have to prove ourselves. It's just like in anything, though. Like, you know, they always tell you you have to work twice as hard. 
But it's so ridiculous. And something, once again, I keep bringing it back to Mr. Boyega, because when he said that, like, I ain't waiting shit. Like, that's something that I really feel right now. Like, I'm not waiting, and I'm tired of you telling me I have to be twice as nice as you. Because I already mm-hmm. know I'm twice as nice. You know, I've already done that work my whole life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so to sit there and have to be told, oh, no, you got to be twice as nice now. Especially, man, I... I don't want to get too deep because I'll curse everyone out in Hollywood right now. Um, <laughs> and but like we said, it was the week of it, and somebody who I wouldn't say I admire, but as a writer, I really up with them is Warren Ellis. Um, people know on this show, I've recommended his book Planetary plenty of times. I think Planetary is just a phenomenal book. He a lot of people love this other book, Nets Wave. I never really got the point of that. I'll be honest. Always that one always kind of showed that color to me, but. He got exposed as well as a groomer. And mm-hmm. as much as I, you know, love his work, I've never met him personally at all. I think that's just disgusting. And I think the fucking comics industry as a whole is disgusting. The fact that it's filled with these white men who, especially in the 90s and the 2000s, made so much money off of it. And they ruined the careers of so many potential people because mm. it was just like, um, you know how it is in comedy. Like, there's these four dudes who can get you in the door. And so if you don't fuck with those four dudes, they're not getting you in the door. And for men, you know, like you can be marginally talented and suck enough ass and you'll, they'll let you in the door. But for women, you know, and so like fuck Warren Ellis straight up and down, y'all. I would never recommend another books in my life. You know, that's just the end of that. Like, sorry, y'all. Yeah. It's just it's it's unfortunate because I, I'm I'm glad all this stuff is coming out now. I just mm-hmm. think about all the people that all of these people have hurt in the past because mm. there was always somebody who knew. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's always somebody who knew, didn't call it out, didn't say anything. And I mean, I'm glad that right now there is this reckoning, this reckoning and so many people. This is like to me, this is like I find a funny house season, right? So it's like Everything is coming out. And so people who weren't comfortable saying something before are saying something now and that there's that level of support there. And I think that that's great. But I really do wish that people and I'm not talking about victims. I'm talking about these niggas friends. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. like other white men who stood by and saw what they were doing and then go somewhere and talk about how they voted for Obama and they're liberal and all this stuff. And like there are people leveraging wokeness who in their personal lives are fucking uh, like monsters, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or or passive monsters watching other monsters thrive and fucking suck the life force out of out of their victims and it's not fresh. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure Chris D'Elia's opener saw that fucking bullshit behavior. They didn't mm-hmm. say anything cuz they were like I'm right. not going to hurt my paycheck or I'm not going to piss off this dude that's a maker and shaker in Hollywood. Mhm. And that's that's a problem though, and in that especially I I keep going back to Hollywood, and I I don't know it's like for me personally I just feel like it's a place where it's tough to to compare it because the money is so crazy and the opportunities are so limited, so people will do anything for those opportunities and to be in these places, and like you said, you know his opener, his friends, you know Warren Ellis, from what I understand, everyone knew it, you know. Everyone in the industry knew it. I didn't know. I'll be dead honest. I'm not that close to that type to that side of the industry. I had no fucking clue. I didn't even. I mean, honestly, I don't think about it. I, I question any white person, any white male, especially above a certain age. You know, like two. And so, um, I just you know, Warren was. 
But it's just one of those things. I don't, it took me, you know, less than a second. As soon as I heard the news, I looked up people's tweets who were talking about it. I was like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Done deal, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love Planetary. Like I say, I think it's fantastic, but I cannot in any good conscience ever recommend anything by him or any of that stuff. And I just don't, I'm just tired of that, y'all. I'm tired mm-hmm. of people protecting people. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of, so much shit, y'all. Like, I could go on and on. Like, especially I've been having this lately. Like, I was tweeting about how I, I'm done with cop shows in general. You know, I never really mm-hmm. fucked with them. But another one I'm done with is, like, this white anti-hero hero show. I'm done mm-hmm. with Breaking Bads. I'm done with Sopranos. I'm done with Ozark. I never watched Ozark. You know, I'm done with Billions. I don't care how good they are. I've read the, fir- mm-hmm. the pilot and the pilot of Billions and of Ozark. And I thought they were both phenomenally written pilots. But I was like, I'm not interested in this bullshit, you know, and people were like, oh, you're missing out on a great show. And I'm like, what am I missing out on? Another show about a white man failing or desperately failing, trying to keep the evil that's inside him from getting out. Mm-hmm. And I am failing, I failing up. A lot what up? Failing up. Failing a lot up. And failing up. You know what I mean? Like people that fuck up and they, they still keep winning. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's the problem. And that encourages that because that's what, and people write that because that's what happens in Hollywood, honestly. There's a famous story about Barbara Streisand's hairdresser who became a movie producer. I read that book. You know? I read that yeah. book. Yep. It's just, you know, being a white man in Hollywood allows you so much leniency and so much room for just explosive growth out of nowhere, you know, even though you're a mediocre, no talent motherfucker. So I'm really tired of, you know, the glorification of stuff like that. And that was a problem like when I saw that list when Sopranos was so high on it. I'm like, man, Sopranos ain't nothing but Godfather, et cetera, extended over seven seasons. You know, Tony Soprano did nothing. You learned nothing about the human tradition that you didn't learn from any other gangster movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. I've never, I, me personally, I never watched Sopranos more than once. I watched it, you know, all the way through the first time. And then after that, I was done. I I did it. It was groundbreaking for its time for television, but yeah. So, oh, um, is there anything else that we have to talk about before we get out of here this week? Anything y'all want to mention? Any uh, the news? Any happy things you can share with me? What's going on? My sister was graduating high school. Sorry, she's graduating high school. you know, and that's that's a huge win, even though she's graduating during a really fucked up time. But I'm incredibly proud of her, um, you know, uh, and just looking forward to her, like, growing as a as an individual, as an artist. And, um, yeah, that's like a, a bright side for our family. At least it's like we get to see her reach this big milestone. So that's been nice to look forward to. Nice. So I'm going to hijack a Chico pick of the week and I'm oh. going to do that. Ow, ow. OK. Um, well, can we get I some wanna- music? Oh, okay, thank you. Jay's pick of the week. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, so I watched, and I, I think right now, like, we all need something light, something mm. light and chill. I Facts. watched on HBO um, the series Betty. I think it's about oh, six so did episodes. I. Oh, I fucking loved it. Let's I talk about it. Cheeks. Yes. Oh, <laughs> no spoilers, though. We can't spoil. We can't spoil. Yeah, no spoilers. But yeah, we but, can definitely yeah, talk about it. It's a group of it's a group of girls. I would say between the ages of like maybe maybe seventeen and and twenty two, if I had to guess. I would right? say a little younger, but I guess so. Yeah, yeah. They're all like okay, they're all. Maybe. They're, I mean, they they. 
Yeah, they're not in school, I guess. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's why it's either summer but I just or like right sure. after high yeah. school or yeah. like right okay. after college yeah. or they're mad young. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, skateboarders in New York. So mm-hmm. a skateboarder, a woman skateboarder is called a Betty, and they are just trying to kind of find their space in the world. And as women skateboarders, it's a diverse group of women. And when I first saw it, I was like, is this just gonna be about how cute and stylish they are mm-hmm. but they started really like addressing yep. white privilege and mm-hmm. race and like sexuality and gender and sexual assault in these ways and and i say sexual assault and i know that that's a really heavy topic but mm-hmm. the way that they address it is so delicate and tender mm-hmm. but also like head on and i didn't feel abused watching it mm-hmm. and and something that we do on tv the queen and jay is because sexual assault is so rampant and so common and we all know a sexual assaulter and maybe Mm -hmm. they're a great guy now but we all know somebody who got rapes under their belt from fucking college but anyway i say that to say (sighs) sometimes we think of sexual assault as this thing that um happens when somebody drags you in the alley and that's a sexual assault or Mm. whatever as opposed to these things that happen in these really common everyday ways and people not understanding what consent is or not respecting consent or whatever and i think that the show did a really it's not that's not the theme of the show but Mm -hmm. i think this show did a really good job of tackling things like that and also kind of teaching and educating about how these things can just be like everyday things that happen and how people navigate and deal with that but I thought it was great. I thought it was beautiful. I love shows that are shot in New York mm-hmm. and it's very light. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's like just girls hanging out doing nothing, <laughs> but also there's mad stuff going on, you yes. know? What did you think? Okay, um it was one of those things I saw somebody tweet about it and they're like I'm mad you haven't watched this and so I'm like, "Oh damn, the whole thing came out cuz I kept seeing the commercials." And it was just like the first episode had just dropped. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, y'all can't be like, y'all haven't watched this in the first episode. So I watched the first episode and I wasn't blown away by the first episode. But it was one of those things where then the second episode, I think the first two were already out. So I watched two at once. And then I was like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, you have to watch the second one to really be like, okay. Yeah. Right. And then by the third one, I was like, am I still watching this? And then it was like the fourth <laughs> one. And yeah, it was like, well, I'm finishing this season, you know, and... I really enjoyed it. My one, everything you said, spot on, you know, first off, everything you said, writing, all that great, really funny, really well-developed characters, all that stuff. My one gripe with it was that I felt like besides the one white girl, everyone, even she, everyone is very model-like, you know, like everyone they meet, the boys in the state park, everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. and... Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of body uh, types Diversity, and stuff on yeah. that. And that was mm-hmm. the one issue I had with it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I will say that this, um, the series is based on a film. I don't remember the name of the film, but the series is based on a film. And so I I believe that all of those women know each other. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I will okay. say, and that that speaks to like the way that we engage with body diversity, like in real life. A mm. lot of people only hang out with people that yeah. they already know and they're already the same size and you know what I'm saying? Like we pick people who look like us and shit like that. So I'm mm-hmm. just just to point that out real quick. Okay. But I do agree that in terms of like while it was very diverse in all these different ways, there wasn't yep. a lot of body diversity. There wasn't a lot of differently abled people. Mm-hmm. Um so I agree with you on that call out for sure. Yeah, um, but no, and it wasn't that it was just like they're just beautiful. Like, you know, everybody they right. meet is just beautiful, one after the other, mm-hmm. just these beautiful people. And it's like, okay, I get it, but not every New Yorker is just, you know, right, amazing. Right, 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 right. But 
I think they that. are really those beautiful people though who hang out together. Like there are, there are. That, that is facts. That they're, is they're facts. Them. That they're is them facts. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everything you said was dope. I love seeing all the women. I love seeing them skating. You know, I love right. skateboarding in general. So watching all that was very fly. It's really well shot, well acted, everything. I'm, I will, you know, and I was one of those things like. Whatever happened to... Well, I, no, that's a spoiler. We'll talk about that after the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, no, it's definitely... Um, And as far as pick of the week, something else I watched in this entirety this week was Oh, No... Oh, Jerome, No. Adorable. Another uh, fucking adorable show. Adorable. Yes. Adorable. Not adorable. perfect, but not fucking perfect, adorable. Not perfect by any means at all, but right. adorable. And I watched it in one day, and I'd probably watch it again because it had mm-hmm. a lot... Uh, oh, Jerome, No feature... It's a show on... A, I watched it on Hulu. I think it's all off FX. It's 12-minute long episodes. Um, damn it. I'm so mad I cannot remember the actor's name. But it's... it's yeah, because he was in that Courtney B. Vance movie, right? Yeah, Courts. Yeah, that's right. He was in Uncorked on Netflix. And yep. he also played... Uh, what's his name in The break, the, the Get Down? Oh, Mamadou Athi. Yes. Yes, Mam- Mamadou I, you had it. Yeah. You had it. Had it the first time. I, I had to go ahead and butcher. Oh, he's going to be in Jurassic World. Bitch shouts to him. Oh, dope, dope. And he was dope, also yeah. in Unicorn <laughs> Store and Underwater. Patty Cates, you have to get down. He's been doing a lot. I really didn't really like Uncourt. It was cool, though, and I finished it. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's that. I did get it through yeah. the whole movie, so. I enjoyed it. I yeah. Did. Again, not perfect. The thing is, sometimes, like how you talk about, like, black slavery movies or whatever, mm-hmm. like, sometimes you just want to watch some shit where black people are just being yes. black people. Yes. Know? And that black was a dope one for that. Black people just black people. Yeah. And, and that's not to, like, say mediocrity is fucking awesome, but... Mm-hmm. You know how much mediocre white shit we watch? We'd be like, ah, that was cute. I'd watch yep. it again. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like, nah, it wasn't great, but it was cute. I'd watch it again or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you, but I did I did enjoy that. That that was that was a good story. Yeah, but no, he's in this new series, um <laughs> Oh Oh No Oh Jerome No. And it features this uh character, Jerome, in New York again, who I think is New York, right? Yeah, they're in New York. Yeah, and he is basically dealing with dating and everything, but he is emotionally retarded on many, well, not retarded ain't the word, uh, emotionally deficient on many levels. Mm-hmm. And I had to be honest with y'all, I was, I, I saw a lot of myself in Jerome. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust. Trust Ooh, and believe. Boy. Yeah, I was definitely. I gotta say, as someone who just knows you, kind of in passing, uh, I see it too. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Yeah. And back in the day, I definitely I was nowhere near as out of control oh, as my man, man is because he's out of control. But yeah. you know, I had some elements of it. But like you said, a really cute series. It you each episode is only 12 minutes long. I think it's eight episodes total in the first season. Really well worth your time. And like you said, black people just being black people, being weird, being it does it has a lot. They have an episode that's like homage to um Goodfellas. You know, they do a lot of different little things. So it's really dope show. Really dope. It's adorable. That and yeah, Betty. I, I'm glad you brought Betty up because I don't I've not mentioned it on the show yet. But I just mm-hmm. finished it this week. But yeah, I loved Betty. I, I have to admit. Even the intros, I really like how Betty how do does so like their reluctant? intros. Why do you sound like it hurts you a little bit to say that you have to? Because it, it was one of the it. things what at first it? I wasn't feeling it. You know, at first I was like, ah, oh, no. Uh, let ex- real quick. I don't want to like you know drag this out. But yep. what was it about it that made you look at it and be like, ah, this might not be my thing? Like, what was it? Oh no, it wasn't. Might not be my thing because immediately when I saw it, it was like, oh, women's shapewear. I'm, I'm here for this. 
It was okay, more but... just I wasn't here for. I did not like little white girl first, you know. Oh, <laughs> I did not okay, like all right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But she exists, and she grew on me. I can't even she lie. Exists. You know, she definitely yeah, grew think, on me. I think she exists, and yeah, I was hard. watching. Like, are they going to address this? And yes. then when, but but also the other piece of that is, I liked that it was written like we were looking at teenagers and early twenty somethings deal with life, right? Mm. Because back in the day, like all the shit, how we just sat here on this whole nerd podcast and talked about race and all kind of shit and the mm-hmm. nuances of that shit, and I think. These are things that we thought about as younger people, but also I'm sure there were things that we tolerated from Mm. friends with Mm. regards to race and things as we were figuring it out. And so Mm -hmm. I think watching teenagers navigate those friendships and figure it out, like there are things right now that I hold my friends accountable for that I didn't when I was, you know, 19, 20. The stakes were different and we were all learning and growing. And so mistakes were made and that was okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so... I think I, I liked the way Betty depicted that. Like sometimes these just be your friends, and you just deal with their bullshit as it comes along, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I liked no, it a lot. A lot. Yeah. No, I, I feel you there, and that that was definitely very dope because I was very glad once they did address all that, and I just loved how the characters grew and learned. But I just loved the little intro. How every intro of every episode is different. That was really dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of really good de- de- things going for it. So. Shout out to Betty and to O. Jerome No. And uh, anything else before we get out of here? One last time, please let them know where they can find y'all at, where they can find out more information about your Juneteenth. Yes. Um, well, as always, I'm Jay or Janicia from Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. And you can find me personally on social media at Janicia F. And that's J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. And you can find my podcast, Tea with Queen and Jay, on all of your favorite fucking podcast apps. And mm-hmm. we're on social media at Tea with QJ. Our website is teawithqueenandjay.com. That's where you will find our Juneteenth virtual kickback. Again, that's happening on Friday, June 19th from 9 to, I'll say until. Um, we'll be there. So come hang out. It's free. Pop in, pop out, do whatever you want. It'll be posted on our social media, but it's best if you RSVP and then we'll get it sent directly to your email. Dope. And you guys can follow me at American Collins, AmericanCollins.com. We're having Drunk Black History Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can get tickets at AmericanCollins.com or just check out social media of either myself at American Collins or at Baker Bone. My co-host Gordon Baker Bone, who unfortunately couldn't make it tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got performers from all around the country coming. It's going to be a lot of fun, really educational. It's just going to be a vibe. And if you can't make it to that for whatever reason, you can still check out stuff that I do. Medium Popcorn, Digga Spoiler Movies, out every Wednesday morning on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Thank you so much for having me on to talk about this. Oh, no. As always, thank you all for joining us. You know what? I failed to mention oh. that. Tatiana is coming to hang out with us. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, Tatiana will be at Juneteenth Virtual Kickback. I, we are going to have guests and shit or whatever, but I did want to mention that Tatiana will be there doing a little tech presentation, so we're excited about that shit. So come hang out with us. The Ting and, of the North? Yes, the Ting of the North will be there with her tech goodies and expertise. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll be stopping through both of y'all's and I'll make sure I won't be DJing around 9 to 11 because it looks like the internet <laughs> could be pretty packed right then. So I'm going to be avoiding that, but I'll definitely be stopping through. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. I know we were on Twitch for part of this, but then it just started acting wild. 
So we weren't. So we will be back soon enough. And one of these days during this quarantine, we will get it all figured out. Fed Pro!